0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League. Presented by the Holy Grail and United what? Dairy Farm. The
0: Reds are on the radio.
1: The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Bank's Tavern and Grill. JTM Food Group. Check out our new line of chef-crafted favorites available in stores now. JTM. Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation. Where there's help, there's hope. And by Norcom. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by... Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League. As always, it's presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Boy, the Banks was rocking this weekend. Uh, Tough outcome, of course, over the weekend. uh, We were all watching, no doubt. Uh, Jimmy, were you watching from uh, your couch, or were you already out there in Arizona where you are now soaking up the bright, beautiful, warm sunshine? I was... On
0: my couch in the Cincinnati area.
1: Okay, good. You left yesterday? You flew out there?
0: Uh, Yes, I was here last night.
1: Indeed. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Well, uh, how is it out there? By the way, it's very nice here today. Temperatures got up into the 50s, bright sunshine all day long. So uh, there you go. Yeah, that's great. I hear it's even going to be better tomorrow. What? Cloudy Maybe? tomorrow, but yeah, okay. beggars but can't be temp- choosers when the yeah, temperatures the temperature are going to be in the 60s.
0: Yeah, exactly. I believe the temperature is going to be in the 70s here tomorrow. And then later in the week, like, you know, it's going to they're going to have to ramp the to tough it out. It's going to be in the mid 60s here. But as usual, sunny and gorgeous here. Goodyear, Arizona. And it, I got to tell you, Tommy, with uh, just coming into this facility and the minor league camp starts tomorrow, it'll get underway officially. But to have. Uh, players on the field, the, the, it was voluntary workouts today, anyone that wanted to work out, but working out as a group and just hearing that baseball, the snap, of hitting the glove, just hearing baseball sounds
1: did wonders for my soul. Oh, I bet it did. I bet it did. You should just record some of those sounds, and we can have that playing under us during the show. Just <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's just record true. that, just an hour's worth of it, and we'll just have that going underneath us. That would be delightful, in fact. Uh as we've talked about, uh, th- during the lockout, we've been trying to relay some updates. There was an update, actually a couple of updates since we last talked. Uh, the commissioner spoke last week, and one of the things that he spoke about, he said that the, the owners at their meetings have agreed to a universal DH. Now, that still needs to get collectively bargained. It, it sounds like that is all but a formality. That's something that the players have been asking for, so that will probably be written in, in all likelihood, barring some major change into the next CBA, so we have seen the last of hitters pitching, and that means probably the last of the Hitters double pitching or pitchers hitting? That's the one, pitchers hitting. <laughs> pitchers hitting. My bad. Words are hard, Jim. It's I'm sure that there for, will
0: Louis. be hitters pitching because, you know, it's a blowout game. We, we always love when, you know, those guys, those position players
1: go to the mound. But the other way around, yes, indeed. Right. Yeah, sorry about days. that. Are most likely gone. Uh, extra innings, though, if if we uh, if they do away with the runner on second in extra innings, you could theoretically see this come back. Not come back, but you could see. I've I've seen it before in American League games where a pitcher has to get in a bat in That's extra true. innings. That's and true. So these things these things could still happen. Yeah. It might not be just not on a regular basis. Not a common, not commonplace by any means. Um. Yeah. Also, uh, the Major League Baseball, the owners did propose uh, make another proposal to the union uh, that addressed four core economic issues: minimum salary options uh, or minimum salary with a couple of options to choose from there uh, w- with some increases. That was one of the things that the players union has been very adamant about, a pre-arbitration bonus pool of $15 million, which is an increase from where they were at with their previous proposal of $10 million. However, still a large gap between what they want and what the players have been asking for. In their proposals, the players uh, pre-arbitration bonus pool has been $100 million, so still some... Some ground to make up there from the two sides. Also, the owners proposed a competitive balance tax. Uh, this is a little bit more complicated. Of course, you can get all the updates if you want. MLB.com slash update. One more thing. Uh, MLB added draft pick incentives uh, to teams that don't manipulate uh, prospect service time. That was pretty intriguing there. But uh, that's the latest proposal at least the highlights from the latest proposal to the Players Union. Now we wait to see what their response is. That is your update on the lockout. And now we are pleased to welcome in Bo Thompson. He is the Reds manager of advanced scouting. He also happens to be a very big fan of SNL celebrity Jeopardy. Bo Thompson, how are you, sir? Welcome in.
2: Hey, Tommy. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, it's great to have you. Nothing beats being on the bus with Bo. Sitting back there, probably at a very inappropriate time, at about one in the morning, <laughs> in the back of the bus, sitting there laughing when we probably shouldn't be making any noise, quoting SNL Celebrity Jeopardy just because we can't help ourselves.
2: Yeah, you gotta have fun, right? You gotta keep it light. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Hey, uh, are
1: are you still? Are, do you still watch SNL regularly, or do you just catch highlights uh, here?
2: I was gonna say not regularly, oh, okay. uh, I do catch highlights. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: very good. But we'll talk baseball here, unless you really just—I uh, mean, unless you came on here dying to talk SNL, which we can. Uh, I got a few baseball questions for you, and and first, you know, your position, uh, manager of advanced scouting. Um, you you also are the one that's on the phone and, and kind of directs the dugout. Hey, you might want to challenge that play. Uh, so so kind of give us an overview of, of of what your job entails and what all goes into the managing of the, the Reds' advanced scouting?
2: Yeah, I, I tell people there's really three components. You know, I oversee our, our video department, um, our advanced scouting process, which is really just providing the players and coaches uh, the information they need uh, in order to prepare for games. So, you know, that can be anything from tendencies or trends or things that we pick up on on video or within the data. And then the third component of what I do is is replay during the game, which uh, you touched on.
0: These replays during the game, Bo, uh, is certainly what fans are most familiar with. And I got to tell you, it has turned into such an important part of the game and such an important position. And, you know, we're, we're with the Reds, but we'll toot your horn. You're one of the best in the league. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You're one of the best in the league. Can you take the fans through the process of how you are able to go frame by frame instantly? Because you only have 20 seconds or so, even less sometimes, where you will pick up things that we don't see from the naked eye or even on the monitor. Can you just take us through that process of challenging a,
2: a replay? Yeah, and maybe maybe only start with the equipment. Um, so you know, in 2014, when Major League Baseball instituted uh, this re- uh, replay process, they um, they installed monitors in in both clubhouses, Holman Road, all 30 parks. So the, the equipment's standard everywhere. Um, but you know, within the, the the video room, I have access to you know anywhere from seven to Fifteen different broadcast angles, and you know I'm watching it on TV, sort of like anybody at home. Um, I just have access to all the angles that they would see uh, on a, on a broadcast, and within that, um, I have complete control over you know the speed at which it plays back and the angles that I that I view. So you know if there's a, a close play, typically. Um, you know, I'll, I'll watch it again real quick, and if, if I have an inkling that the umpires might have missed the call, I'll pick up the phone and then start looking for an angle that has the best view of the play. And then uh, within that, I can go frame by frame or slow motion, whatever we need to, to, to get uh, the information we need to make a decision. Bo,
1: I'm looking over these numbers, and the Reds are in the top half of the league in actual challenges. Uh, Toronto at the most at 62. The Reds are at 42, which is 12th. Most ch- calls challenged. But the fact that the Reds are tops in the league at getting calls overturned, I mean, that is remarkable. So Number one, numero uno. Number one, <laughs> 76% of the challenges are overturned. Uh, that There's a huge jump between the Reds and second place Cleveland. <clears throat> I mean that that that's that's not a coincidence. What is it that kind of sets you apart? I mean, what what are you looking for that that maybe other guys just aren't? And and, and there's been times, Bo, where the Reds call for a challenge, and we're looking at each other, Jeff and I, in the booth, and going, "What in the world are they looking at?" And then all of a sudden, you see a replay, and boom, you saw something that nobody else in the stadium saw. And probably nobody watching on home at, at home saw. I mean, what is it? That, I mean, how do you how do you pick up on this
2: stuff? Well, I, I guess what I would say is you guys flatter me a little bit. You know, there's a lot of good uh, replay guys across the league, and you know, some of this is is opportunity. You know, you you hope the umpires make the right call, and you know they make a lot more right calls than they do wrong calls. Um, so you know, it's a little bit play the hand you're dealt. Um, you know, we we're fortunate enough that we had, um, you know, 30 calls that we were able to get changed this year or whatever it was. But, um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing in terms of being ready to make those decisions is just your preparation. So I, I'm a bit of a rules nerd. Um, I enjoy the rules and the competitive nature of replay. So, you know, every year I read through the rule book and, and the rule changes and the umpire manual and, um, all the replay regulations so I, I feel like I do a good job of being um, prepared and knowing the rules. And, like, that, that's a big part of it, just knowing what, what is challengeable, what to look for on each play. And, you know, I think the, the biggest thing, too, is, uh, you know, every single play there's a reviewable component to it, or almost every single play. And just knowing what to look for kind of targets the uh, the – you know, the specific things that you look for on each play.
1: We're visiting with Bo Thompson. He is the Reds manager of advanced scouting. Also, uh, the Reds replay expert, if you will. I mean, this is the guy that uh, calls down to the dugout when they play needs to be reviewed. And as I just mentioned, the Reds are incredibly efficient at that. Uh, Bo, stick around. We've got more to talk to you about. More on the uh, advanced scouting side of things as well, uh, as always. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. And as a program reminder for those listening in Cincinnati, we will be switching to WSAI 1360 at the bottom of the hour. You can be listening on uh, 1360 right now if you're in Cincinnati as well, Uh, but uh, we will be switching over exclusively to 1360 at the bottom of the hour. Back with more with Bo Thompson after this on the Reds Radio Network. Going hiking tomorrow, are you, Jim? I am not. I will be here attending minor league camp. Good for you. Uh, The Reds and World Series champion Eric Davis have launched a campaign to encourage youth youth baseball and softball participation uh, in recreational leagues across greater Cincinnati and Reds country. The Reds and Reds Community Fund will work to connect parents to local teams in time for the spring and summer baseball and softball leagues. For additional information, visit Reds.com slash signups. We continue now with Bo Thompson. And uh, we, we were talking a lot about the replay aspect of your job, Bo. Uh, but, but do you ever call down there or uh, you see something on a replay and and you, and you try to get a hold of somebody in the dugout, but nobody answers the phone? <laughs> Does that ever happen?
2: We, we, we hope that doesn't happen. <laughs>
1: I, I would hope so that would be that would be problematic
2: but I, I didn't know I didn't yeah, know how that situation a, happened there, there is a backup radio so uh we haven't had to use it yet but yeah hopefully hopefully we never get to a spot where we have to I keep
0: waiting for Bo to like sprint down the dugout <laughs> stairs and like screaming challenge challenge <laughs> challenge,
2: <But laughs> run out run out onto the field arms yeah sliding. yeah stop the game talk if you ever see me out on the field, that's uh, that's gonna be a disaster.
0: <laughs> hey, you, uh, you know when? What's the number one thing you look for? It seems like the the when someone's going into a base, let's say second base, and they might come off the bag a split second, and that's not what replay, the spirit of replay was designed to do. But it is what it is. It's what it's evolved. And if they're off the base for a split second, and the defender keeps the tag on, they're out. And you are a master of picking that up. Is that the number one thing you're looking for all the time?
2: Well, on that specific play, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think the most common uh, plays that we we challenge or that you see reviewed are or, or those uh, forced plays at first base. You know, that yeah. just happens uh, more often than anything else. But, yeah, there are specific keys, like you mentioned, on, on specific play types like those stolen bases or a guy sliding into a base that um, – you know, we look for that that disconnect or or the the tag being held on as uh, as that guy comes off.
1: Bo, you've been with the Reds organization for a while now, and um, as we talked about, a big part of your job really is is overseeing the video department, and uh, that that involves the advanced scouting aspect. And and I think when people think of advanced scouting, scouts some teams, I think still do this uh they'll send scouts out, look at the teams that they're going to play they'll write up reports and send them back. A lot of that's done on video now so so tell us about the, that aspect of the job what do you what are you looking for when you're advancing a team
2: yeah well I think there's um a couple of people I should give some credit to here you know we definitely have a a large staff <clears throat> and a lot of people involved in this process um and a lot of people who support um you know, our players and coaches through this, you know, whether it's Christian Perez or Kyle Arnsberg or Gary Hall, or, you know, any number of our our major league coaches, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff to look at, um, you know, these tendencies or these things that we can pick up on video or within the data, as I mentioned. Um, I think the the biggest thing for me is, is just making sure that whatever we um, we look at and provide to our players and coaches um, is, is actionable. Because there's, you know, they have a ton of different distractions, um, but you know, if we can make sure that whatever we provide them is is clear, concise, and actionable, I think that that gets us in a good place.
1: What's an example I, of something that would be actionable?
2: Well, I mean, a, a very specific thing was is outfield or infield positioning. Um, you know, we try to do a lot of the, the work from. An analytical perspective to, to provide recommendations and then you know the coaches hopefully don't have to do a ton of work to um, you know adjust those but um, you know again we're just trying to provide very specific things and, and make sure that um, they're not um, having to do a lot of legwork to, to make a decision
0: Putting together scouting reports via video now, it has to be a tremendous amount of work that goes into that, particularly the video of that day's opposing starting pitcher.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I think the the thing that every hitter wants to know is, like, how hard does he throw, what's the movement, you know, what does he use to get into the at-bat or with two strikes um, – you know, what are the pitches that we can handle and, and hit hard? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different things there that, that players need to know and want to know. And then there's a, you know, a base running component to it, too. Um, you know, is this a guy that we can steal a base off of? Is he slow to the plate? Does he throw a lot of breaking balls? That sort of stuff.
1: Well, Bo, we are uh, unfortunately out of time, but certainly appreciate you taking the time to join us. And uh, always fascinating to talk, and and we've never really gotten into uh, that much detail about the replay aspect, but uh, certainly some great information there. Bo, thanks so much, and hopefully we'll be seeing you in Arizona sooner rather than later.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Jim.
1: All right. Big thanks to Bo Thompson for joining us, Red's manager of Advanced Scouting, and uh, also big part of the Reds' instant replay decision-making process. We'll continue with Corky Miller.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Jim Day coming to you from Goodyear, Arizona. And my pleasure to welcome in in a guy that, uh, well, let's just call him legend in Red's land. And that would be Corky Miller, the former Red and now the catching, what are you, the catching coordinator, I guess, is the official title, correct? Yeah, that's right. Meyer
3: League catching coordinator.
0: How has that been going? You've been doing this for several years now, um, giving back. And I always, when you were playing, I, I even said, and who knows, maybe this will happen one day. I mean, this, this dude's going to be a manager someday, if not just a, a great instructor.
3: How has it gone all these years? Uh, you know, it's it's really good, and, and you're probably not the first person to say that. I mean, I was uh, getting people saying that to me in in the early two thousands. Ended up playing another ten years, so um, it took a long time to get back into the co- or get to the coaching part. But you know, it's something that you know a lot of people and myself saw happening uh, through the years, and and maybe you know, testament to the way I played and the way I, I went about my business. So it, it is, it is uh nice to be in this spot and and be able to pass along some of the stuff to to these young catchers. It seems like you have always had the
0: personality for it. One, you're always. People say he's the lovable Corky Miller. Uh, you're a likable guy. You're enjoyable to be around. But at the same time, you're not afraid to say what's on your mind and tell players, perhaps in a blunt way that will help them, that this is how you should be doing things. Do you feel that way?
3: Yeah, and then that's one of uh, you know my philosophies is going through with these guys and, and new guys that we get, either for free agents or draft guys, you know, it's one of the first things I'll tell them is I'll, I'll be honest with them and I want them to be honest with me, whether if I'm doing uh, enough for them, if I'm not doing enough, I'm going to tell them if they're not doing enough for me or for the organization and um, what, what they really need to work on, whether it's something mechanical or or mental or, you know, more work in the video room or or more work on the field. And and it, it helps a lot to... Uh, to get that relationship going with these guys because if they know that I'm going to be honest, then they could be honest with me and, and know that I'm not going to, you know, blow smoke if, if I don't think they're doing a good job.
0: We're here at the Reds facility here in Goodyear, Arizona. Your assignments, your job here is very obvious when minor league camp opens. You're working with these catchers every day throughout camp. But during the season, what, what does it entail during the season?
3: Well, to start off, like in spring training, we do a lot of on-field work. We do a lot of drills, a lot of, uh, you know, fine-tuning stuff. When they go in the season, if I travel, which I travel, you know, a week for a team, so like I'll go into Dayton for the week and then maybe, you know, take Sunday and Monday off since all all Mondays are off for the minor leagues, and then go somewhere on Tuesday. So go to Dayton for five, six days, and then – have Monday off and then fly to Daytona and then maybe on the way back, I'll stop in Chattanooga. Um, we will do stuff pregame. Um, it, it becomes more of, of an observing time for me and allows you know, allows me to talk about game situations. And, you know, I've seen a lot, I haven't seen everything, but I can't tell everybody what's going to happen or how to uh, approach a situation unless it happens to them, you know, and, When I'm watching the games, if something happens in the game, whether it's pitch calling or framing or throwing or a play at the plate, a bunt play, a situation in the game where we can sit and talk about it right then. And if it needs to go more, then we'll talk about it the next day. But, you know, it's more about trying to get some in-game experience for these guys. And the big thing I always tell them is I've screwed up, you know, thousands of times. If I've screwed up 5,000 times, my job is just to let you screw up a 1,000, you know, and, and that's how I approach it and trying to help them not screw up as many times as I did.
0: You are now, I guess, let's call it a couple generations separated from these current minor league players that are so young. And let's face it, times have changed. People have
3: changed. How is it relating with the younger player now? Um. You know, the, the guys that we've gotten in, in a, a great job by our, our scouting department are are some hard-nosed dudes, like, you know, um, the way I kind of played. And we integrate some more stuff. We've got a better strength conditioning program, a better baseball analytical team, you know, better scouting reports. Like I pulled out some of my scouting reports um, out of my log from 2010. And, you know, we were looking over them in Instructs, and – you know, a lot of handwritten notes by me, a lot of light of video watching by myself. They really don't have to do that. So that's one thing off their table that maybe they can do some more, you know, fundamental stuff on the field. And that's the change is, is we just have better equipment now, better people, uh, not, not better people. I'm saying everybody is great, but more people on the strength conditioning side and health and performance, nutrition, stuff that I didn't have when I was coming up. And, you know, some people are, are back and forth. We try to m- meld both on field, old school, hard nosed stuff with the new school kind of analytics and, and strength conditioning stuff.
0: You spent a lot of years in the minor leagues and and had you know big league experience as well. How much do you relate that personal experience of the years you spent in the minor leagues, working your tail off to get to the big leagues? How much do you? Spread that to the younger players.
3: Uh, you know, I, I talk about it a lot and, and they like to hear stories. Um, and you have a few. I do have a few. <laughs> um, you know, the the, the one the main thing that I try to get across is, you know, I, I when I talk about my experiences in the minor leagues with teams in 1999, when, you know, we had Adam Dunn and, and Austin Kearns and we won 57 games in the first half in A-ball. I don't really remember any of the games you know I remember the barbecues on Sunday after a day game I remember the bus rides the card games you know you, you remember some games here and there and, and and how you got to where you are but you know I, I try to rem- remind these guys like you know this is an experience you got to learn from your experiences and get better but you're no one can ever take away the camaraderie or or the the team stuff and if we can do that then everybody ends up playing better and and working for each other and that's one of the my things my stories can tell these guys is like look you, you want a long career you got to work hard at it and you remember the times that you're having fun and if if we're remembering or thinking about the times where we're not doing well or what do I got to do how do I got to do this then sometimes you might get lost and and you know lose focus on what you're doing out there and that's playing a game and and you know trying to be the best player that day
0: you had something that you said when you were with the reds on the major league level that stuck with me all these years someone was complaining about something and you said flat out to him if you don't like it play worse which means like play worse and they'll send you dad back down to the minor leagues that has always stuck with me you've always been a blunt guy
3: yeah you know uh, got got a pitcher over there with that saying on it it, it was you have that saying up there? Oh, Rob does. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, uh, Rob Butcher he's yeah. talking about. You know, it, w- it was one of those situations when you come in spring training, you know, uh, we we do a lot of stuff for, for uh, the Reds Community Fund and everybody yeah. around there, so everybody has to sign a jersey, a ball. You know, for me, it was like five pitchers, a jersey, and three balls. You know, Jay Bruce has got to sign three jerseys, 45 balls, yeah. you know, 15 posters, seven bobbleheads and they were complaining about it. You know, I'm like, if you guys don't like it, play worse and then you only have to sign three balls. You know, and and that's that's when those guys you know, the kind of the stuff that I would say to those guys. I mean, they were younger than me. I was I was, you know, in my late 30s when when that was going on and and it was still, you know, an honor for me to go in and sign them. And I wanted them to feel that too, like, hey, well, there's a lot of people out here that that like you guys, if you got to spend 45 minutes in there signing stuff, then you do. And you know, everybody, Rob butcher, he loved it so much. I love it. I've remembered it all these years. And it's, it's, you know, it's funny that you'll, you'll see these guys, Oh, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this interview. I got to do that interview, or I got to sign these. It's like, if you play worse, no one's going to care who you are. So, you know, (laughs) you know, or, or for me, you know, I'll go down to Louisville and, and then I'm, you know, the the best person on that team to sign, you know, without the prospects coming through. So, you know, I would take my time down there too. So
0: that's why people love Corky Miller. Minor league camp is set to open up tomorrow. When we come back with Corky, we will talk about that. You're listening to the Reds hot stove league here on the Reds radio network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. your Cincinnati Reds now minor league camp set to open up tomorrow a lot of the top prospects in the direction that the Reds have been going um you know we've obviously seen the at the major league level the fruition of the catcher coming through the system but
3: it seems like the is the talent better or is it just me um I don't know I mean the 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 talent is there I mean obviously with the draft um you know shrinking down than it has in the past you know we're we 're getting some more experienced guys, you know um, guys from college. I think last year we drafted one high school guy, but a lot of guys that come from from college have a few more years under their belt, so it 's a little bit uh quicker to move up through the system but we we 've again a, another shout out to our scouting department that 's done a great job of getting some of these these guys that are are going to be potentially big leaguers and you know, they, they they come in with a great mindset and, you know, are are catching coaches with, you know, everybody that is is involved and ready to do whatever they can for these guys.
0: Who are some guys, I know Matt Nelson was a guy, a 35th overall pick, I believe, last year out of Florida State, led the NCAA in home runs, and I know, uh, you know, raw materials to work with defensively need some improvement there, and you'll certainly give it to him, but who are some other Guys that you're excited to work at within the system, some names to file away for the fans.
3: Um, you know, Daniel Daniel Vilahim is is a is a guy that you know I saw in Dominican three years ago, and um, I was like, you know, this guy's going to be good. And I thought he was, you know, a high paid um, amateur. Where when we signed him, I thought he got a lot of money. Turned out it wasn't. You know, he was he was a think of 50,000, whatever we gave them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I told him a couple of things. And usually in Dominican, you know, it's like they're just trying to get out. of are just trying to do it, uh, anything they can. And if I come in and say stuff, maybe they're like, all right, well, he's gone. I just go back to showcasing. And he really took to it. I mean, he he did a great job for us uh, last year in Daytona um, throughout er- almost everybody. Nobody was running at the second half of the season because he he was throwing so well. Um, hit lead off for us down there and, and had a, I think 50, 50 walk to strikeout ratio. Um, you know, the things that he's been working on is just being a, 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 better leader. You know, he's kind of quiet. He's from Columbia. Um, you can kind of tell on the interview he did for us on, uh, with Julio the other day, but, um, he's a guy that I'm, I'm really excited. Hopefully he's, he's, uh, can be up in double A and, and maybe triple A this year, um, Uh, another guy Jackson Miller who's we've had for a while um, high school kid that is just a specimen I mean the guy can hit and you know he's had some problem with some internal uh, health problems um, some some uh, ab muscle problems and he's only played two or three games for us but I even went down to Florida this year to work with him in in January and he looks good and he's a guy that we want we want to see what he can do because this guy can hit and and he can throw. Um, the other guys that have been around like Yang and, and Chucky Robinson are guys that, that should make a name for themselves, maybe up to AAA and, and back up. Uh, we, we got the uh, two non-roster guys that are coming in uh, for this early camp with uh, Knapp and Garcia, but we, I mean, we've got, we've got a good core of, Of guys both you know international and and stateside that it's going to be tough because there's a lot of guys but again we've talked about all the time like there's 30 teams out there we're going to do whatever we can to have every one of these guys in the big leagues you know obviously we can't do that all for the reds but if we keep just flowing them in flowing them in then you know, you, you're going to see a Reds catcher on, on a lot of big league teams in the next few years. Looking forward to that. Now, speaking of the that big league level, uh, uh, Reds JR catcher, House, uh, their base coach. Minor
1: league catching coordinator Corky Miller joining Jim Day out in Arizona. Uh, the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum has opened a new exhibit, Los Rojos, a celebration of Latino impact on the Reds and Major League Baseball, presented by Dinsmore. Fans can explore. The imprint made by the many Latino stars who have etched their names in baseball history with the Reds and other major league teams. Visit RedsMuseum.org to plan your next visit. We'll wrap up the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser and UDF on the Reds Radio Network next. 22 season at Great American Ballpark, there are available positions in seasonal event security and seasonal guest services, including ushers, ticket takers, suite ambassadors, fan accommodations, and more applications can be submitted online at Reds.com jobs. Always fun to hear what Corky Miller has to say, isn't it, Jim? That had to be a lot of fun catching up with him. Love that dude.
0: Always love talking baseball with him. I always learn something Nearly every time I talk to him. And by the way,
1: the stash, and now it's a goatee, is in midseason form, nope. in case
0: everyone was wondering.
1: That was never even a uh, concern. I had yeah. no doubt he would have that uh, ready to go. Uh, ready the to other, the, one of the things that really stood out to me, and we talked about this uh, during the break uh, the, the part where he said, guys, you're going through a tough time and, and putting a lot of pressure on himself. And he said, remember what it's like to have fun. That to no me, doubt about that it. is huge. Oh, there's no doubt about it. You got to stop and smell the roses. And if
0: you're having fun, it's going to ease your stressing mind. A lot of guys are pressing too
1: much. So, yeah, he's he's, he's a good guy. All aspects of of the game. It is a gift to be able to get through to guys the way that he is capable of doing it. But we're out of time for this week's show. Big thanks to Corky Miller, also Bo Thompson, to Jim Day, soaking in all the sun, about ready to go feast on all the sushi he can handle. Also, our thanks to the broadcast sheriff, Dave Keaton. I'm Tommy Thrall. Take care. And, uh, Jim, lots of sunscreen. Good night.